0: Going to into this episode i should say that spoiler alerts abound yes <laughs> for the books slaughterhouse 5 da vinci code and sort of the bridgerton series spoiler alert for squid game the tv show succession the tv show um spoiler alert sort of for moomin the tv show and moomin the books jurassic park also getting spoiled here the muppet movie also getting spoiled cricket so spoiled <laughs> i mean if you if you haven't watched the muppet movie yet
1: something don't even wrong with you. <laughs> don't
0: even listen to this episode just hit pause and go and get that done spoiler alerts for top gun and uh spoiler alerts for dune here's our episode of approximately accurate Well, uh, welcome to A Little Too Quiet. It's the Ferndale Library podcast, and it's brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. My name is Jeff. I'm uh, seated next to Cricket. Hello. And then across from me is Aaron. Hi. And then diagonally across from me is Drew. Hello. We like to have fun here. I think we're playing a game today. Uh, and Erin, you introduced this game to us. Can you tell us a bit about it?
2: Sure. So this is a game I've played with my friends in the context of Disney shows and movies uh, in the past. But basically, the premise is that some of us have seen certain movies or read certain books. Others have not. And kind of learn what you know about these books and movies through social context clues that you've picked up just on the street or through your social media feed, things like that. What do you know about something having not read or seen it before.
0: This is going to be a fun game. I make a lot of references that no one, I feel, gets. Even today.
3: Even today when you were talking about Tom's carrot? Tom's carrot?
0: Tom's carrot, who is in the film that you love.
3: Steel Magnolias.
0: Playing the oh. father of Julia Roberts' character. Mm-hmm. And I made a plan about Tom's carrot having carrots and that being Tom's carrots.
3: And having just watched that movie, I immediately piped up with, who's Tom Skerritt? Who's
0: Tom Skerritt?
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the credits.
2: But to be fair, I absolutely know no actors' names unless they're like plus A-list.
0: We will. Yes, we won't, we won't be naming know any actors. I Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, does this game that we're playing have a, like a snappy name? We call it Approximately
2: Accurate. Because oh, nice. It's almost accurate, maybe not so much.
0: We should start with Let's start with something that that I'll know, and I'll let you all guess as to what is going on there, and that is the original 1986 film, Top Gun, sort of topical since it just got a sequel, which I have not seen, but I've seen the original probably 50 times.
3: And it has Tom Scarrett in it.
0: And it does have Tom Scarrett in it.
3: Wow, what a nice tie-in! I only know that because I googled Tom Scarrett this morning when I was asking Jeff who the hell Tom. Oh, sorry. You
2: you you applied your librarian skills, and Mm. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So,
0: what do you think? You can't just say jets. There's
2: a there's something like about a goose, right? Mm
1: -hmm. That's what I know. Good start. There's there's volleyball good start um, and there's uh, lots of handsome men on a beach so my knowledge
3: of top gun is limited to its soundtrack it has that take my breath away song which jessica simpson and nicholas Shea apparently were like sitting in a parked car and had their first kiss to that song so that's you know very informational about this film that we're discussing um, i'm loving
0: also, all these references it also
3: has highway to the danger zone And when I was in college and lived in the dorms, there was um, like a big milk machine that dispensed milk and it had to be at a certain temperature. At the top of the temperature cage, there was a thing that said danger zone (laughs) in case your milk got too warm. Mm -hmm. So every time we saw it, we would start singing that song. So again, that's a lot about the movie.
2: (laughs) Excellent, excellent. What I really know about it is like, It's got, like, Tom Cruise, and he's, like, a fighter pilot, I think. Is he Goose? I don't know. I have no clue. He's
1: Maverick, right? Because that's the new film.
2: Oh, that would make sense. Don't ask me. Ask Jeff. So Goose must be his buddy, I'm assuming. Goose is a person. Goose is a person, probably. I think it's probably his friend. And they go around flying. I'm guessing he's probably the wild, crazy, loose gun of the bunch. Are they in the Army? Are
3: they in the Armed Forces? The Air Force? maybe that's maybe. the one in the air with planes
0: my my whole thing is i'm gonna sit out and then oh, okay. let you all work it out and okay. then i'll comment so
3: maverick and goose are in the air force is that a good that, guess that would make sense and
1: they're they're e they're elites it's like a separate elite fighting group I okay don't know so if it's actually part
3: maverick of and goose are very good at the air force <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes yes this, this sounds and I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of conflict. So probably either a someone gets in trouble and they have to go help them, or b they're the ones that get in trouble. Do you and think they, they go rogue? Out of
3: it. Like the air force is like, don't fly your plane here; it's too dangerous. And then I'm, I'm gonna
0: like... I'm gonna sneak in right here and then help you along the way. Okay. Okay. They are in the air force. They're not exactly good at air force.
2: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no!
0: There are. Two people ahead of them who are supposed to go to this elite force who have to drop out, and they are the understudies.
3: So,
2: so they're like middle gun.
0: They're, they start out <laughs> middle gun, not top gun, but they go to top gun.
2: Okay. Oh, well, is top gun like okay? Based on what you said, I'm assuming top gun must be a competition or something. Then, right?
0: It's sort of a competition. It's also a training. It's like a they're going to they're going to fighter pilot school to learn how to be better fighter pilots. Back like in World War II days where you can like fly around and shoot at each other and be very good at that because we didn't do that in Vietnam. Oh, this is
3: historical fiction?
0: It's historical fiction. Oh, okay. But oh. actually it's. Then why do they have
3: so much like 80s music? <laughs> why so, like, is.
0: like dirty dancing? Why is a song about jets have a song about a highway to the danger zone? Are It we... should
2: be an airstream to the yeah. danger zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the questions we may never know the answers to.
0: Uh, So Maverick and Goose are best pals. So yeah, you're doing great.
2: Do they fight over a girl?
0: (laughs) Goose is happily married with children.
2: So they don't fight over a girl. There's got to be like a really good-looking chick or something that one of them is in for then. Because there's got to be romantic interest, I feel like.
0: You're close that that's a dramatic point.
2: Well, if Take My Breath Away is
3: part of the soundtrack, they wouldn't just be playing that while they like fly around together in the Air Force. (laughs) You,
2: You don't know.
0: So do we think that the... Love interest is another fighter pilot student. No, obviously it's, it's all a bunch of handsome dudes playing beat no. volleyball.
3: yeah if it's, this is World War II era. Yeah. It would not be. But
0: if it's taking place entirely in the school of Top Gun, but he also meets a lady.
3: Yeah, but you it must this be, this be like, like the nineteen forties or a judge or something. She would just be like right? the secretary or maybe a nurse.
0: She's one of the teachers. Yep, okay. <sighs> ah, there you go. Sort of. It's complicated.
3: That's
2: just always a tagline for things. Until
3: like 1975, a lady could only be a teacher, a nurse, or a secretary, or a librarian. Oh, yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, and then so they have a, a, a little tryst, and uh, well, I can't tell you what happens, but you're all you're all pretty close.
2: I'm assuming they get together in the end.
0: They do, and there's a great soundtrack. There's also you know, Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. Mm. It's, all, it's all it's solid, it's just solid. So you're, what
1: is the main conflict here? So we've got people like going off to elite training, it's falling that, in love, playing volleyball. Maybe you're What's not the supposed
3: to, the danger zone is that you're not actually supposed to fall in love with your teacher. Oh, Ooh.
0: Maverick is, as you can guess, a Maverick. <laughs> and he's not a good team player and he makes a lot of bad decisions and that affects his fellow students, And does that affect Goose? Tragically?
2: Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. Goose Uh is cooked. Oh,
1: boy.
0: Oh, you didn't see that coming. I love it. Yes. And so Maverick has to learn how to play well with others. And by others, I mean Val Kilmer, who is his rival. It's great. It's great. That's literally the movie. (laughs) Let's talk about... Moving on, moving on. Let's talk... Let's try to guess... What is going on with... Okay, with Bridgerton. I'll go with Bridgerton.
3: Oh, okay. Now, okay, so who doesn't know
0: Bridgerton? I, I think you all know Bridgerton.
3: Drew doesn't. I Drew. Didn't, I, I didn't watch okay. that. Okay. So.
0: Well, as far as I can tell, a bunch of aristocratic people are constantly congregating in, in ballrooms, uh, talking to each other or talking about each other, and then going off and having lots of sex. And then that's the show.
2: Yes, no. <laughs> that's <laughs> most of it.
1: <laughs> um,
2: the spicy w- times are not really on, I I can I you that there's
1: alphabetically named children. Okay, good, good. And excellent. And the children, um, like some of them are <laughs> little, but others of them are at that point where I guess they have to be partnered off and they have very little say in it. Um, I'm not sure how many of them are getting partnered off but they all wear um, really, really lovely costumes. I know that.
3: Yep. Empire-waisted gowns. Beautiful cravats.
0: Uh, There is a fella in the first season um, named Reggie John Page, who is one of the most handsome people I've ever seen in my life. Correct. (laughs) And that's all I have to add on that. That's all I got.
3: (laughs) So... And do you want me to tell you the like, thing that you missed? That's all I got. I got
0: ballrooms. <laughs> missed, missed
2: a lot there. I yeah. got
0: making eyes at each other across ballrooms.
2: So, ooh, also gardens. And gardens. Yes, gardens. yes yeah. gardens actually play a bit of a role in this. Interesting. So the thing that ties all of
3: those gardens and ballrooms and sex scenes together and Empire wasted gowns and everything is that there is an anonymous person in the ton, which is what they call their social... Um, set in the Edwardian a, uh, era yeah, is, is that there's an anonymous person who's writing basically a gossip column mm-hmm. but it's an old fashioned gossip column so she writes it with a quill on um, <laughs> fancy paper and then she has to like take it with a horse in a wagon over to a print maker print, printer press yep. people and distribute it throughout the town. and then they're like who is Mrs. Featherbottom not Mrs. Featherbottom
2: <laughs> Featherton? Featherton. Yes. Wait. No. Maybe. Lady Whistle Down. down. Whistle Down. Whistle Down.
0: I wish. I mean. There's
2: a lot of. Multi-syllable names. Okay, sure. <laughs> Mrs. Featherbottom is from Arrested Development. <laughs> so, <sorry. laughs> so when Tobias dresses up
3: like the maid. <laughs>
0: That's the crossover we need.
3: That's right. <laughs> Lady Whistledown is the anonymous gossip column name.
2: Narrated, I think, by like Julie Andrews, right? Maybe? Yeah, right. So, yeah. So,
3: sounds like Mary
2: Poppins. Oh my. Very lovely. And then
3: everybody is like who is lady Whistledown? how does she know that i was boning this aristocrat in the garden the other night she's everywhere she's she a all- lawyer yeah she knows all the hot mm-hmm.
0: gossip interesting
3: and so that's kind of like the big question
2: yes and then side to that is just the romantic kind of stories going on is the bridgerton siblings are all slowly but surely through the seasons being paired off with their love match connection
0: Oh, it's a family name?
3: Yeah, the Bridgerton is a family that has the children who are named in alphabetical order. Their pater, patriarch, has passed away. And so the oldest son has this incredible burden on his shoulders of having to find like a proper lady to kind of carry on the Bridgerton name. But he mainly likes to um, visit sex workers. Or opera singers or Mm -hmm. people who would be unsuitable for that. So he's having a really hard time. um, And they focus in more on him in season two. And season one is about his sister, Daphne, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: who um, is the oldest oldest daughter. And everybody's trying to pair her off because she's so eligible. And then there's this other duke whoever is trying to pair him off because he's so eligible so they're like what if we like pretend date and then like maybe everyone will leave us alone and as you may or may not know if you pretend to date someone <laughs> what happens
1: <laughs> you, will deeply deep That's
2: you have a secret kissy kissy session in the garden and the next thing you know you got to get engaged <laughs> yep <laughs> um yeah true love
0: and notably, this was a book series first by Julia Quinn yes. from the early mm-hmm. 2000s.
2: I haven't read any of the books. I have heard, I've read one of the books and then I've heard that basically it's very different from the show in a lot of respects because each book focuses solely on one of the siblings versus the show, which interweaves okay. some of the siblings stories as they go.
0: Let's now hopefully talk about a book. Let's go with da vinci code by dan brown i can't even remember yeah,
2: dan brown. Yeah. who knows da vinci code i know da vinci code my parents were obsessed and i ended up getting it all yeah. through osmosis and then eventually just had to buckle down and, and read it
0: i'll take a swing of this
2: i'll take no. a swing of
0: this i have committed to memory somehow that the main character's name is robert langdon mm-hmm. he's a signologist, sign person, symbol, symbolologist?
2: Yeah, he's he's a symbolologist type dude, yes.
0: Okay. Uh, College professor, probably.
2: Probably. Sort of.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, Da Vinci, mm, uh, mystery, cricket, Drew.
3: (laughs) So maybe... There's like this Sinologist guy who's looking at all of Da Vinci's paintings and he like sees like little blobs in the paint and he's like do these mean something? Is Da Vinci trying to tell us a message? Is he trying to tell us that aliens exist?
2: I love the aliens aspect. Unfortunately that's not in there but I really wish it was. Oh yeah.
1: Somehow I feel like the Ark of the Covenant is involved but maybe I've just collapsed everything and didn't be we images.
2: We're getting closer <laughs> Um, so basically it's Starts with this guy who has... It's like a a monk guy who's looking for the Holy Grail. Goes, kills a dude, pulls in some symbology stuff into it. So then our our main character, Robert, is trying... Gets pulled in because of the symbology aspect. And next thing you know, you're in a hightail fun adventure of looking at cryptic clues and going from clue to clue to clue, trying to figure out where's the Holy Grail... And then in the end we find out in fact it's not Holy Grail based at all. There's a sarcophagus for Mary Magdalene underneath the Louvre. Whoa. Oh. Who would have thunk it? How does Da Vinci factor in? Um so basically there are all sorts of like of Da Vinci's inventions throughout for like the clues of stuff of where like take this to that to this and if you saw this cryptex with the special clue of apple, then you'll know that you know the Louvre is the spot to go. Kind of stuff. Oh, there's also um, like he, they, they do reference some of the paintings because um, there's some like religious context and stuff like that that they pull in through the paintings and stuff like that too.
0: From what, from what I remember, the books were so popular that. Dan Brown will never have to work a day in his life for Which is probably what we haven't heard from him. I
2: got the impression. Yeah. Is he like kind
3: of a a thriller pace? Like I, I assume he doesn't write in like the literary style.
0: I think he's like, um I got the vibe that he was like Preston and Child on steroids.
2: Okay, okay. That's that's how I would describe okay. it if I had to pick a literary. Did, Did you like the book? Mm. It wasn't for me necessarily, but it's also not the genre I typically read. I usually read more sci-fi and slash or um, young adult stuff. So it was not my usual cup of tea. It was a fine read. Would I go and read it again? Probably not.
0: All right. And then the film series with Tom Hanks. Who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Let's go back to not books, but TV shows. And let's talk about Succession. Drew.
1: That'd be mine.
0: True, I know this is involving a, a very, very rich family, which may or may not be owners of some sort of media conglomerate. Mm-hmm.
3: So it's not cowboys. Oh,
2: um, I thought it was oil. Yeah, <laughs> Gosh, I so thought far it was off. like
3: cowboys.
0: Succession. Yeah. Hmm. It is. Speak more on that, Cricket.
2: <laughs> I just pictured them all wearing cowboy hats.
0: That's a fair for. I guess any show ever.
2: I was picturing cowboy hats, like big necklaces full of gems and like a wrench. Yeah. Cowboy hats. Somehow Aaron and I were on the same wavelength.
3: For <laughs> succession. We were both wrong, but okay. clearly wrong together.
1: Can we translate that to a media empire somehow? That what big, kind of hats did they wear? Cowboy. I don't mean sartorially. <laughs> I mean in terms of large, bold characters. <laughs> Okay. I mean,
2: yeah, they both have large personalities, I'm assuming. So we were too far off. <laughs> Just maybe. With their, uh,
0: okay, location. I want you two to stay on the cowboy thing. I'll keep making <laughs> real guesses. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, the Patriarch is about to retire. And there are three uh, sister, brother, brother who are trying to inherit the empire,
3: And they
2: don't want to share. You are on it.
0: They don't want to share.
2: They do not want to share. That's rude
0: and i feel like there's some extra people
1: they're like spouses or something spouses all. maybe there are spouses and I would there think are so. girlfriends and there are ex-spouses and there are legal counsel and all of is this all streaming on something it is it's an hbo max series uh, it's three seasons in
0: huh. and he hasn't retired yet
3: i didn't want to watch it before because yep. i thought it was about cowboys but this sounds pretty good <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're learning we're learning <laughs> So yeah, did I get some of it? Is there anything I was missing?
1: You got it. And the most important point is there's three seasons and the the patriarch, Logan Roy, uh, played by Brian Cox.
3: Logan Roy sounds like a cowboy name.
1: Has not stepped down. Um, And this is is sort of based on the Murdoch family, um, the empire behind Wall Street Journal and Fox News. Um, There are actually four children, one from the first marriage, um, played by Alan Ruck, who just is like our, he's our like black sheep in a hilarious way. Um, He's like funding bad theater. And then he decides to run for president, even though he has like no work history. Um, And then they have the three children who are really competitive and are actually brought into the corporate structure. The oldest son, uh, Kendall, played by Jeremy Strong, who has substance abuse problems. But um, seems to be the one who actually cares about the business. The middle child daughter Shiv, played by Sarah Snook, who thinks she's really a good human being, even though she's really the most evil out of all of them. Um, and their youngest child, uh, Roman, played by Karen Culkin, also who's won some awards for this, um, who has a lot of really, really weird hangups um, and is um, knows exactly how awful he is. He's the most self-aware. Um, which sort of makes him the most enjoyable to watch.
2: Do any of them wear a bolo tie?
1: <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. No.
0: Darn it! Comedy, comedy points to Aaron <laughs> there. Great timing. But yeah, it has it has Alan Rock from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It has Kieran Culkin.
3: I love Kieran Culkin. From Igby Goes Down.
0: Fuller from Home Alone, yeah. and yes, Igby Goes Down, of course.
1: It marks this beautiful middle space between social commentary and like um, witty witty wordplay, like none of the dialogue would be even vaguely appropriate in any sort of real life situation. And yet hearing these really talented actors make these very convoluted speeches, it's really enjoyable. And I know a lot of people have struggled to try to figure out, well, is this supposed to be a drama or is this supposed to be a comedy? I think it's just an excuse to put all these actors together and make them say ridiculous things.
0: Yeah.
2: It sounds fantastic. And I really need HBO so I can watch it
0: uh let's i've really looking forward to the ones i'm going to get to later down the list but let's jump back to a book just for fun um can you drew and aaron try to guess what the heck slaughterhouse five is all about cricket and i will try and answer those questions
2: i'm assuming a lot of people get murdered
0: <laughs> that's a fair guess thank you that's a fair guess spoiler alert now well actually yes technically yes <laughs>
2: Are there people living in a
1: slaughterhouse? Sort of.
2: Okay, I'm assuming it's five people
1: <laughs> in a slaughterhouse, and maybe not slaughtering much—not <laughs> um, the end. I feel like there's—I feel like there's something science fiction-y time travel, or like condensing of timelines yes. going on here. Okay.
2: Yes. Good.
0: There's no cowboys, um, Aaron. No hats.
2: Heard no. It. <laughs> That was my next guess. How did you know?
3: <laughs> There's a a very popular mm. phrase that a lot of people are super into from this book.
0: A three-word phrase that people yeah. associate with the author? A lot
3: of people have tattoos of this phrase.
0: Kurt Vonnegut?
2: <laughs> I have no clue what <laughs> you're talking about. This
1: is a woefully large void. <laughs> for me.
2: Um, no, I I don't know that I... You know Other than it's like I'm assuming five people going around and they like, sh- can shenanigan.
0: That's great. I really <laughs> wish that that's what the book was about. It's kind of a fool's errand because I don't think that even if you have read the book, you're totally understanding what it is. But there is time travel and there is Ocelot and technically lots of people die, but only because it's World War II and lots of people are being bombed and thus dying. Uh and we are hiding in the slaughterhouse temporarily to avoid the bombs. Ah, but other than that, we are trying time traveling our butts off and then meeting aliens.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, so this one has aliens in it. Yes. Excellent.
0: No cowboys but aliens.
1: <laughs> so what's the oh, three-word
3: so phrase?
0: So it goes. So it goes. Oh. Repeated probably once every ten pages.
1: I have seen that as as a tattoo. Yep, indeed.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I actually know a friend who has that tattoo. Let's get let's
0: get to some serious business. Uh, Aaron, I feel like you're doing a lot of guessing today, but you're doing great work.
2: (laughs) I don't know about that. I appreciate it.
0: Continue guessing uh, about 1979's The Muppet Movie.
2: Okay, so.
0: We have a a, uh, road scholar in the room (laughs) (laughs) on Muppets with Cricket.
2: Okay, so what I know, we got Kermit. And I'm assuming this is where the Rainbow Connection song comes in. It does. It's like the first thing in the movie. Well, you You
0: get 10 points immediately.
2: That's only because my nephew is like the number one fan of the song ever. I've seen so much that I can only assume it was part of a movie because of the clip. So
0: I really wish I could return to listening to it as a child, because as an adult, I just cry. And I used to just be able to listen to that song.
3: And now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Everything about the Muppets makes me cry like all the time. I, don't know why I love
1: song. them so
2: much. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know much about the Muppets in general, but I know that song very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he like he's going on like a road trip or something, isn't yes. he? Yes okay good i'm doing much better on this getting this i am i would like to thank my nephew yeah (laughs) um and then i'm assuming he probably meets the other muppets on the way right yeah whatever okay good good and then he probably gets somewhere
1: and you, something
2: happens. That's some sort of strife. Well, that's true. That's exactly right. Um Do you have
3: any guesses about like who the other Muppets are that he meets along the way that like might well, be some main Muppet? Now you're
2: asking me to name Muppets. This is gonna go downhill quickly. All I um, do is name Muppets. Is, is Miss Piggy one? Miss Piggy shows up, yes. Excellent. Okay, um what's the one with the drums? That's animal. Yes, is he in there? Yup. Excellent. What about the um the is it the Swedish chef? Is he in there?
0: At least a little bit, yeah.
1: Excellent.
2: A little, yeah. I like him. He's fine. he's not a
1: main character in this
2: one, but um, uh, what about like there's those two guys that sit up in the balcony and go, rot, 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 Staller rot, rot, rot,
3: rot. and Waldorf.
2: I don't think.
3: If, if oh, they think, are
0: in it, they're in the very end. I think everyone's in it.
3: <laughs> it's got the whole the whole crew.
0: The there's no Muppet movie that does not have every single Muppet That's ever true. created at least for <laughs> one millisecond.
3: So
2: basically, there was no wrong answers for me as long as I named a Muppet, I was on the right track. Well, okay. Excellent.
3: So <laughs> I kind of had this idea that maybe um, you would you would know that like it, the road trip starts with him, Kermit, and then he picks up Fozzie Bear, mm-hmm. and then they pick up Gonzo.
2: Are they like the three like besties? Yeah, they're
3: kind of like the three main travelers. And they're going to Hollywood because they want to be movie stars. Mm -hmm. And on the way, they run into this guy who has started a chain of frog leg restaurants. And his name is Doc Hopper. And he wants Kermit (laughs) to be his. I
0: think he's played by Steve Martin.
3: No, Steve Martin is the waiter in the restaurant at the end.
0: Steve Martin is a waiter in the restaurant at the end. Sorry.
3: Doc Hopper is played. They they always have these like famous cameos, but because I didn't grow up in the 70s as a kid watching the movie, I didn't know who all the famous people were. All over your like, head. Whatever. Oh, there's humans now. Um, so there's a guy <laughs> named Doc Hopper who wants Kermit to be his spokes frog for his chain of fried frog like restaurants. Oh, thank
2: goodness. For a second, I thought you were going to say he wanted to like eat Kermit's legs. <laughs> Well, I mean, (laughs)
3: Um, so they have to basically um, go on the rest of this road trip undercover because when Kermit says no to Doc Hopper, Doc Hopper does not want to take no for an answer. So they pull up next to this church and inside the church is the electric mayhem, Dr. Teeth. And so that's where Animal comes in and they like disguise Fozzie Studebaker so that Doc Hopper won't be able to see which way they went. Um, They disguise it by (laughs) painting it rainbow colors. (laughs)
2: sounds great
3: yes and then um so they're still like driving out west and now they're trying to escape the baddies and get to hollywood in time to audition for the movies and kermit also meets miss piggy at a county fair where she's being crowned like a local pageant queen and like when he sees her he immediately falls um in love super hard and they go to a restaurant which is where steve martin is their waiter (laughs) Classic. And he's wearing shorts. And um Kermit orders like the cheapest wine on the menu, which is like <laughs> and Steve Martin asks him if he would like to sniff the bottle cap, which became like a hookstra <laughs> family favorite. Like every time we uncork something, we're like, Would you like to sniff the bottle cap?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like Miss Piggy like rushes off and Kermit thinks that. He's been like stood up that she just like left in the middle of the day, but she has been kidnapped by Doc <gasps> Hopper, who's Uh-oh. kind of like holding her ransom to get to Kermit.
0: I, you know, and it ends with a gigantic animal. Uh, I mean, animal the Muppet, not an animal, <laughs> okay. being 30 feet tall. I'm rushing to the end, and I believe he's stomping around. Love it. A studio lot.
3: They're in a ghost town. That is I a that
0: it. is a western, a western ghost town. town so there and Kermit, are Kermit's
2: wearing spurs.
0: So there are cowboys at the end. <gasps>
2: yes, it the cowboy was, with the bolo. I love it. It, it all, all came back. Thank you, Jeff, circle. because I would
3: have just gone on and on and on and on and then
0: i think they get a movie deal and then they all celebrate by watching it at the end and it's But part of
3: the way they get the movie deal is by like attacking a secretary with like allergens there is that (laughs) she doesn't doesn't want to let him in to see the boss and so they like she's like i'm allergic to animals you all have to get out of here so they flap a chicken feather in her face (laughs) until she lets them in to see the boss and then he's like you're
2: hired that's it because that's how you get jobs so what it is if i have a chicken i too can be a star yes excellent Absolutely. moral of the story
0: can we guess about Erin, you've done some guessing we should guess what the heck is going on with squid
2: game there are
3: no cowboys so i know that it's from a country in asia and that like some like weirdly shaped cookies are involved
1: it's korean yes it is korean and it involves Korean kids games, but bad yes. things happen. Yes, we're doing well so far.
0: Uh, they are not financially stable, mm-hmm. and they are sent there because of that. They're in like a little camp,
2: very close. Yes. Okay. Okay, and they and have to play co- games,
0: competing. and if they and if they lose the games, yeah. they get um, killed by a giant doll who shoots lasers out of her eyes. But
1: this is a in terrible episode, idea. Yes.
2: I don't know. It's not so bad. Cricket
0: cricket does not approve.
2: To to be fair, they all volunteer to go. Okay. But why do they have to die if they lose? So, basically...
1: (laughs) Oh, there's debt.
2: Yes, there is debt. A lot of people who owe lots of money um, basically get recruited to go and play these games. And what they don't know, but you find out later throughout the show is that basically there's some very rich people who this is like their entertainment and they just bet on who's going to win and that kind of thing. So that's where so like the all Hunger the money games. is coming from. It's kind of like Hunger Games Battle Royale-esque a little bit with that. Um, so everyone volunteers to just go in and you know if, if you can make it to the end of the, all of the kids' games, you get the giant pot of money and for each person that dies, X amount of dollars is added to the pot. Oh, man. So they're both... Being killed in the games, they start killing each other. At one point, there's a huge twist when you find out one of the players is uh, actually the person in charge of it all. Oh, oh snap!
0: Oh man!
2: It doesn't think, seem fair. You think that he gets killed, uh, and then it turns out not so much.
0: And they're and they are. They have sleeping quarters and bunk beds, and they hang out, and they all just talk about how crazy the squid game is. And they're like, man, this squid game is crazy. And then the other one's like, yeah, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, they do do that a lot, actually. Um, But there's also a little bit of plotting. There's a contestant that is clearly, he's a bad dude, and he makes an alliance with all the other bad dudes and ladies and people. He's
0: not the character I've seen in Memes, who's an elderly gentleman in like a fetal position with his legs
2: no the old, around him. the old gentleman is the one that ends up being the mastermind puppeteer. Oh, dear. Yes. Um, the
0: one from the Memes. The we, one
2: from the Memes. We all know now. He's evil all along. Oh, my
1: gosh. Um,
2: but what, he doesn't see it that way. What are the cookies from? So the cookies are part of one of the challenges. Basically, you have to um, poke out a shape from this very thin, very brittle cookie but you can't crack the overall cookie. If you crack the cookie, you're out, Maybe, which oh. one of the guards comes around and just shoots you. Oh my
1: um,
2: gosh. This is dark. But it's but dark. There's, there's many ways to uh, cheat, and some of them do and don't get caught. And those, are, of course, the bad guys. And then, of course, our main protagonist, who's not necessarily a great guy, but he's doing it so he has the money so he can like support his daughter. Okay. Uh, so we, we're more sympathetic with him. He. Does not cheat and is still able to use like ingenuity and power of friendship to get through these challenges a little bit. Wonderful. Yeah. It's, Wonderful. it's pretty good. The ending. But scary. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of murder.
1: Mm. <laughs> is this a one season show?
2: They left it very open at the end. um It could have wrapped up with one season. It feels like they <laughs> might try to do some sort of follow up though.
0: I believe it is getting a second season.
1: I can see this. The it's internet so was very excited about it. So did some people survive in order for uh, there to be a our, skeleton? Our main protagonist are, are
2: survives. Just... The old man at the end has, like, a conversation with the winner and is talking about why they did the games and et cetera, et cetera. And would you ever go back? And he's like, no, no. And the next thing you know, you see the game getting ready to start up again, um, which leaves it you thinking, okay, they could either just leave this off as, doesn't matter what you say or do. Now that you're rich, you're not going to go and risk your life or anything anymore. But all these other people are still in a bad position. And, or, you know, they could just be a, okay, new batch of contestants. Let's go. Lots more murder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cricket is not signing up. That's not her cup of tea. It did no. not have any Muppets.
1: No, thank you. No yeah, Muppets. No Muppets involved. But would you watch the Muppet version? Should it emerge? Yes.
0: Actually, she would. She <laughs>
3: <laughs> would. Absolutely. i don't know that i would of everything
0: all right aaron um i believe it's aaron and i are now going to try to guess aaron and i will try to guess what is going on with moomins first take aaron
2: i have only heard rumors of Moomins.
0: hold on not, so. oh, all right i want to hear your rumors i'm gonna make a wild guess and i know that it is a scandinavian cartoon book mm-hmm. with white friendly fluffy hippo characters who
2: Hippo-esque. are
0: we're okay. just kind of hanging out and vibing.
2: I heard that they're kind of fun, and everyone seems to think it's like a light, fluffy show, right? Magical,
0: Magical.
3: magic.
2: I and never like actually basically, watched like,
3: the show. I, this, I only this know the books and the comics.
2: This generation's like version of like Hello Kitty, kind of a dealia. Better, better than Hello Kitty, and older
1: actually. Yeah, way older. Oh, the yeah. first um, strip came out in 1945.
0: Whoa. whoa! I was gonna say 70s, but whoa!
1: Who would have thunk it?
0: What's the rumor?
1: No, just that it was...
2: Oh, that's like the rumor?
0: I, <laughs> I, <laughs> that I, it was like... I heard a rumor. It was fun and magical.
2: <laughs> no, that it was Who's like... Who's spreading that rumor? Like the Hello Kitty replacement oh, sure. Like, mm-hmm. rival. Sure, sure. secret rivalry between Moomins and Hello Kitty that you didn't know existed.
0: Um, okay. But no, I pick up on like what I think is possibly a really tender uh my neighbor totoro kind of vibe going on yeah here. yeah oh.
1: yeah it is that sort of sort of world where you know the bad things that happen really are not that bad peak
3: cozy yeah it's a very and when so they were created by this woman who she was Finnish but she wrote Mm -hmm. them in Swedish and she picked the word Moomin because she thought it sounded soft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she very much wanted them to be kind of like soft and cloud. They're actually trolls Mm -hmm. is what they are. Not hippos. But they have snouts. But they look similar to hippos.
1: They have the little ears. Mm -hmm.
2: Do they live so in cute. like a Scandinavian Finnish kind of a town? They or? live
1: in Moomin Valley in the oh. Moomin house. Moomin Mama and Moomin Papa and Moomin Troll, who is our main main protagonist, Beautiful. Um, live there. But they also have some small magical non Moomin type beings living with them, creatures. Yeah, and they all not humans. Not they're really, no. they're <laughs> hominids, but they're not human. Gotcha. And sniff and is not all of them are hominids. Kind Isn't of a, a bird-like.
3: Yeah, sniff is kind of a he looks oh, like a kangaroo, kangaroo a little bit. And then there's snork. Snork, snork is, is also maiden. a troll.
1: Yeah, and at one point they went to the Riviera in the um, 1970s, and they, they, they like all go on vacation together. This is my this is my favorite one. So it's um, lovely. It started out as a um, comic book strip in papers. Then those were published as compilations. Then we get a series of books. And this is the 1970s version, I think, that most people are thinking of. Then we get a combination Japanese and Swedish uh, cartoon. And that's the one from the 90s um, that other people have latched on But my, my favorite are those 1970s books. And in one of them, they, they go to the French Riviera. Um, and I'm not sure how these, these trolls and these other like non-hominid beings go there. Um, and Probably by boat. Yeah. I by mean, map. <laughs> or butterfly wings. I don't know. Yeah. It could be anything. Um, and um, mom, uh, how do we say it? Moomin Mama and and Troll. Uh, feel somewhat left out because the others are discovering fashion and, like, being out in public and things like that that are completely separate from the deep, deep cozy of the Moomin Valley. So it's, like, this battle of, like, how much do you want to be a troll in the world and how much do you just want to live up to the Moomin ethos to the fullest?
2: That's pretty deep. It's a
3: battle I face every day. (laughs) It's, like, leave the house and do my job or stay home and be
2: cozy with give that. homage to my moomin
3: roots <laughs> yeah um they there's one of the books in the series is called Moomintroll troll midwinter and it talks about they all hibernate while it snows and then when your Moomin troll wakes up and his whole family is still asleep but he's like seeing like what's going on in the winter and that was always my favorite as a kid because i would love to just sleep through the winter um, sounds cozy I, yeah they mm-hmm. they make a bed of pine needles and just kind of it's and when like the huga movement started happening a couple years ago when everybody was like scandinavian co-, like moomins are that
0: the poster yes. poster trolls for that
3: yes exactly soft lighting soft clothes take
0: care of yourself
3: soft everything yeah lots of jam sandwiches oh yeah yeah
2: it sounds great i can see how it could be very popular in a post 2020 world oh my gosh yes
0: let's do two more quick ones and uh i can't resist jurassic park cricket
3: okay so jurassic park is about some um geologists uh fossilologists
0: We'll, di- s- we'll take that fossilologist. <laughs> we'll fossil-
3: Paleontologists yep. who are like really into dinosaurs, and they find an island where they're like, "I think dinosaurs are still alive on this island." <laughs> so they go to the island, and lo and behold, the dinosaurs are still alive. And then they're like, "Oh crap! Dinosaurs are actually really dangerous, and now we are stuck on this island with dinosaurs that are trying to kill us." Did I get it?
0: Almost.
3: <laughs>
2: so, so what the listeners cannot see was Jeff just. Pretty yeah. much dying.
0: Uh, just dying. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it's Jurassic Park. Where would that catchy name come from? That sounds like a...
3: Oh, a theme park. It's a theme park. It's a theme park. A theme park. So there's a dinosaur theme park, but then mm-hmm. the dinosaurs turn out to actually be alive?
0: Uh, they already are alive. They've brought them back to life.
3: Oh, that's a bad idea.
0: And it's like a dinosaur. It is a, bad idea, it's but a dinosaur zoo. Um, also, the word is paleontologist.
3: That's the one I was looking for.
0: Uh, and they bring some paleontologists um, because they want their endorsement more than anything.
2: Right. So from what I remember, uh, basically they find some dinosaur DNA, and in like,
0: amber on a tree.
2: Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, cool! We can turn this whole thing into a theme park." Yep. Um,
0: we'll bring back Brontosaurus, Brachiosaurus, Tyrannosaurus.
2: All, of your all
3: that DNA was in one blob of amber.
0: And we'll put them behind electric fences.
3: And it'll be
2: fine.
0: And it'll be fine. Except that Newman from Seinfeld is there. <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna steal this DNA and start a rival park. I will steal the DNA by turning off all the electricity.
2: Which is a great idea. Oh no.
0: And then the dinosaurs get out. Yep. I think that's about it.
2: So they have to round up all the dinosaurs?
0: Jeff Goldblum it's uh, really
2: about escaping uh, from the dinosaurs because uh, oh, okay. once they're out they, there's no putting them back in yeah they, they pretty much destroy the whole entire structure and all the fences and, like everything just kind of oh. goes downhill real fast
0: you can kind of watch it like a horror film uh, uh and r- realize like that all the a lot of characters are introduced explicitly to be expendable and eaten by dinosaurs. And that your principal leads will not get eaten by dinosaurs, okay. but everyone else will. Okay. Uh, so that's that's it. They leave the island, and they're like, "Man, that was that was crazy." Let's hey, do it again. But hey, let's do it again. So I
3: was right about an island. You're right. Yes. So the dinosaurs cannot swim and are therefore contained. On... In the first one, you sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, that's right. There's more movies.
0: That's right. There's six. Which yeah, is wild. Unfortunately,
2: you, boats are a thing.
0: You have a, you have a lot of movies to watch. Go watch all six for you. You'll enjoy really it.
3: Necessary. I I'll just watch <laughs> the Muppet movie for the 38th time.
0: Crickets, <laughs> Cricket's whole demeanor and body language when we talk about Muppets and Moomin was glowing. But when we've talked about Squid Game and Dinosaur, she's like, whatever. <laughs> Very whatever over there. Um, I can't resist as we wrap up. Can Can Cricket and Aaron <laughs> attempt to guess what's going on with Dune?
3: Worms.
2: Uh, the, I know that there's worms.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure this is taking place on another planet.
0: Correct. Correct. Both correct.
2: Yes, it's
3: science fiction, and there's some sort of spice that yeah, is that's very drug. Okay. sought right. after.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Um, but it's not like a cooking spice. No, no.
2: This is like street slang for for
3: bad drugs. <laughs> and so the worms are in charge of the drugs
2: okay okay that's all i got that's great i'm pretty sure there's some space adventuring or something on drug drug worms
0: i have to say that i want to see versions of the movies that you have all guessed today
2: (laughs) is
1: there a cowboy in it
3: i mean the the drug worms wear bolos they don't
1: have necks where do you put the bolo on a worm it just slides all the way to Maybe <laughs> they have Stetsons.
0: They do ride the worms.
1: Oh, this is like
2: the horse. Okay. Like a horse. <clears throat>
0: even though the, these worms are probably longer than 12 city blocks.
2: Sounds like a fast way to travel. It I mean, seems yeah. like you fit a lot of people on a worm. It would be pretty good. Yeah. Better than a city bus. <laughs> it's like the people mover. It's just one more thing. You can go wherever, though. It's not even limited to a track.
0: So the spice can be used as a drug, but also uh, helps you travel through space.
1: Oh. Space spice, yes. It's, and, it's the only way to travel intergalactically. You can't take the worms intergalactically. Sadly, no.
0: The worms are land-bound. They like being under the sand. sand.
1: Yes, makes
2: sense.
0: Uh, but you get the spice, and your eyes turn blue. And you get uh, uh, extra, extra powers, weird powers.
2: Oh, so it's not just for, hey, I want to go and visit my friend in another galaxy. It's also, hey, I want to travel to see my buddy, and also I want superpowers. Do your eyes remain blue, or just when you're under the influence of the
0: spice? I think you need prolonged, sustained contact.
1: Right. So your initial exposure, it doesn't show up, and it also depends on how, like, how, what level of. Um, uh, for lack of a better word magic you have inside of you so our our main character paul he comes from this like fine magical tradition so consequently like the spice deeply impacts him and really like does stain him and mm, for the rest of us maybe not as much
0: there's a prophecy of some sort of messiah character uh that is known by a, probably a few names but mostly moab Deeb. and there are witches Mm -hmm. who are subverting plans to bring about this Messiah and make this Messiah half-witch, which really pisses off some people.
2: Do the witches get their powers through the spice, or do they just, like, have those?
0: They have those. They're witches.
2: Witches don't need no spice.
0: No, they don't. Yeah, and that's, well, there's, what? There's so, so, so many books by um, Frank Frank Herbert Herbert. that... um, and even the first book itself is 600-some-odd pages. So.
2: See, that's quite the world builder of a, yeah. of a novel.
0: You don't have Star Wars without Dune. That's all I can tell you.
2: Does that mean there's lightsabers?
0: There's, <laughs> there's no lightsabers in Dune. Uh, and just to continue our checklist, there's no cowboy hats in Dune. Ewoks. There, Ewoks are a thing <gasps> that are in Star Wars that Cricket just said into the mic.
3: I was asking if there are Ewoks. There in Dune.
0: are, of course, no Ewoks in Dune.
1: wasn't just the listing Star Wars there features are No functional muppets <laughs> in Dune. Sorry. Yeah. And it's
0: not cozy. This Sorry, is a fun game.
2: Not I'm interested. interested.
1: <laughs> Cricket's out. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a shot.
0: Cricket was strategic in in that not only was she here to guess, but she was here to like think. Am I going to watch that? Am I going to read that? I feel like she's thinking about Succession. But everything else, she's oh, like, I'm out.
2: Definitely not going to go into Jurassic Park, I think.
3: <laughs> Are the
2: dinosaurs Muppets? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the first one, they might look a little bit like because of the current technology that was available. But
0: <clears throat> uh, Aaron, how did we do? Was this a fun game? Did we, did we win Approximately Accurate? Yes,
2: everyone has won Approximately Accurate. <laughs> Good job. You all get a gold star sticker for the day. Thank Thanks for playing. i thought we had a great time it was a lot of fun
0: that was great we should either do this exact game again sometime or any other fun game that you can come up with, Aaron. let's let's do something else this is great
2: yes great group to play games with
0: um well these are now part of the record of uh these possible versions that we've all suggested out of our brains and i really like a lot of them i really like an idea of just Hey, let's go to an island and see if dinosaurs are there. Oh, crap. Dinosaurs are here. We were wrong.
2: In an That's... alternate timeline. <laughs> but they're Muppets. Oh, man. Get to the island.
0: Are the Muppets going to the island or are the dinosaurs Muppets? Or are the people who go to the island Muppets and the dinosaurs are also Muppets?
2: Everyone, Everyone's yes. Muppets. <laughs> but also, the dinosaurs have polo ties. Yes. Everyone's
3: Muppets. Okay. And the dinosaurs are cowboy Muppets. <laughs>
0: The title for this episode is Everyone's Muppets. You have listened to another episode of A Little Too Quiet. It's the Ferndale Library podcast. It's brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. The music you hear at the beginning and end of each episode is by local musician John Duffy. And if you want to support this podcast, go to ferndalefriends.org. But please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back next week with more. Thanks for listening.